five seconds. He's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's Carolina with yes, a 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it! Here's Kupak. Give Ross to Amos. He's good! He's good! He's good! He's good! Unbelievable! Unreal! Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown, Carolina, for Bracey Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26, heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's gonna take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. We welcome in from the Greensboro News and Record, it is Joe Serrera. And uh, Joe, uh, well, you know, Miles Murphy, a guy that really in the past, North Carolina would probably not have landed over the last few seasons under Larry Fedora. They end up getting his commitment yesterday. And this is a guy that you've covered in the Greensboro area for a little while now. He played his last uh, three years at Southwest Guilford High School. So first, can you just start by telling us a little bit about Miles and what type of young man the Tar Heels are getting? Yeah, he's... uh... I, I would have said a year or so ago that I would have seen him more as kind of a weak side defensive end, more of an edge edge rush kind of guy. But he's really filled out, put on some some weight. Not all of it good weight, but at the high school level, that's not unusual. He's got to get in a little bit better uh, shape in terms of body fat and all. But at, at 6'4", 280, which is what he is now, that's probably about 30 to 35 pounds heavier than he would have been a year ago. He's become and grown into more of a strong side defensive end. Uh, he's a, a good pass rusher. He's quick off the line, uses his hands pretty well. They're, they're getting a guy who, who could be a very, very good strong side defensive end who could play the run as well as the pass at the next level. Now, I know at Southwest Guilford, he was a guy that you know was pretty much the best player on the team, and it really wasn't even close. So he saw a lot of double teams. Was he a guy that really was able to work effectively through that? and get to the quarterback about as much as you would like. I mean, I know 10 sacks um, is a pretty solid number, but it's not quite as gaudy as maybe some of the other guys uh, that may sign in this class. Yeah, I I would say, I wouldn't even necessarily say at the high school level he was the best player on his team last year. They had a tremendous nose tackle, a young man named John Oxy, O-X-C-E. He was also a... Uh, state final four or final eight heavyweight wrestler the last two years he was in in high school but the problem with John was he's about 510 uh nose tackle he, he ended up at a division two school he was tremendous John Oxy tying up a couple people inside and that actually helped Miles get a little bit more work from the edge but as the season went on as last year went on and teams began to see Miles on film as well as John Oxy they went uh oh we, we're gonna have to 
account for both of these guys with multiple blockers. And it didn't seem like that phased Miles Murphy at all. It seemed like he took that as a challenge and, and got better as the year went on. I think he was a better football player in November than he was in August. And I think that's going to be a trend that will continue with him going forward. Well, when you talk about him being 6'4 and 280, I know online they had listed him at 260. So he is playing heavier than he is listed online. And that's good to see because that will fit the type of guy that Jay Bateman is looking for with his defensive ends. But one of the things that I really noticed about him just from watching his film is even at that size, he is really athletic. He's a guy that flies around the field. And also one of the things that I really loved about him is he doesn't quit on plays. Even when the play does get downfield, he's one of the only defensive linemen that you'll see running down the field to try to make tackles. Do you think that his athleticism could cause some problems for guys at the next level when he combines that with his physicality. Oh yeah, I think I think when you look at a guy like Miles Murphy and and the top college football programs in the country are are looking at him and assessing him, they see in in a camp setting or a combine setting, they see the measurables, they see that body and the potential that he has to get even bigger and stronger at the next level. But they can also see on film what he can produce. And to me, a lot of times that's that's the difference between the three stars and the four stars. Is the three stars some of them have that potential but it hasn't necessarily translated into film that you can see on a kid with Miles Murphy it it translated last season and I think it's only going to translate even more this year at Dudley and I think he's got his best football in front of him and I think he's got tremendous upside. Let's talk about that move to Dudley because he goes to a Greensboro area powerhouse that a lot of people have known and now he gets to play with a 2021 five-star defensive tackle in Peyton Page and also one of the guys that I really don't think is talked about a lot in the 2021 class but is a really solid player in defensive end Chris Lane. Do you think that playing on that defensive line is really going to help Miles, especially to play alongside guys that probably will end up at FBS schools? Yeah, and I and I think I think it's definitely going to help him. And I think uh, Brandon Anderson, the defensive coordinator at Dudley, who had been linebackers coach, but is going to be the D line coach this year with that group. And I'm glad you mentioned Chris, Chris Lane because he, he's got a lot of upside too. But mm-hmm. I think being with that group, it, it's it's going to be a situation where. It'll prepare in a lot of ways, I think, Miles, for what he's going to see at the college level because Dudley's going to move him around. They're going to try to create mismatches with with him and with Peyton Page, and and it's going to make Chris Lane look better on film too. But going against those guys and some of Dudley's offensive linemen, they've got a very good uh, rising senior offensive lineman named named Jalen Williams. Going against those guys, working against those guys in drills, in practice every day, it's not quite like being in an ACC school, but you're you're going against guys who are going to push you and challenge you every day, and they're already unblockable at times. That group in in some of the spring workouts they've had. I mean, I've heard that from the Dudley coaches that they've had to take Miles and Peyton Page and occasionally Chris Lane off the field and put their backups in because the offense couldn't do anything. And this is a, a pretty good Dudley offense in terms of talent up front running backs skill position guys wide receiver named Mike Wyman who's going to South Carolina committed Mm -hmm. although uh, Miles made it very clear yesterday that he's going to try to flip uh, Mike Wyman over to Carolina too but uh, the 
talent level on that team is going to be tremendous. Uh, one of the reasons I think that he left Southwest Guilford and transferred to Dudley was there was a coaching change. Eric Rainey, who'd been the Southwest coach and had a great relationship with a lot of the players, decided to step away from coaching football. And I think that that, that had a lot to do with, with Miles' decision to move to Dudley. But uh, the transfer is, is, is going to help him as a football player without question. With just how dominant that defensive line is, do you think that Stephen Davis's guys have a chance to win a state title this year? And, and I mean, that, that would you would imagine that would be the way to go out for Miles. Yeah, that, that defensive front is going to allow them to do a lot of things. They've got to break in some young linebackers this year. Uh, they lost two very good ones, uh, Geronte Davis and Landon Johnson from last year's team. They do have a tremendously gifted player off the edge. He's a little bit undersized. Uh, Milan Summers played a little bit of running back, but he's a kind of a, a an edge rush just penetrator disruptor for them on defense they're going to be able to move him around based on what kind of blocking and double teams the defensive linemen are drawing and free summers to make a lot of plays in the backfield but they're going to try to protect the rest of the linebacking court which will be very young and they're a little bit young in the secondary so uh that defensive line is going to have to hold up and do and do some things to protect the rest of the group that's going to get better as the year goes on. By the time the playoffs roll around, yeah, I think in in the 3AA classification, Dudley is going to be a very dangerous team. They've got a lot of skill position guys who can really do some things. They're going to be breaking in a new quarterback this year, and I think that's where the challenge for them will be. If Steven Davis's team can get a quarterback who can manage the game and get the ball into the hands of their playmakers in space, yeah, they're a state title contender for sure. So the last question that I wanted to ask you before we get you out of here, in the Greensboro area, this is really, in my opinion, it's the second best area to recruit in the state of North Carolina. I think Charlotte, hands down, has the most talent, but that's mainly because it's a bigger city. Greensboro really has a lot of these guys that I really feel like, for the most part, people don't know about. There's a few guys that have come out of there in recent years, and the area is starting to grow, but this has to be a focal point for Mac Brown and his staff. When you talk to just some of the kids in the area over this summer, maybe if you've been out at some of the camps or things like that, is there a general sense that Mac Brown is making an impact when it comes to the 2020, 21, 22, and and, and beyond that uh, it, w- with these recruits? Uh, you know, I mean, no it's, question. it's still no early. Question. His staff has already made an impact when when Mike Wyman, the receiver from Dudley, was a four star when he committed. He was asked by myself and a few other people if the coaching change at North Carolina had happened earlier than it did, would that have influenced his decision? And he said it very well might have that uh, North Carolina made up a lot of ground, just not quite enough to to, uh, get him to switch. Uh, Miles Murphy intends to try to flip him, but there's a, there are a lot of really good players in this area right now. There's a, there's a string of defensive linemen with Miles Murphy in the rising senior class, Peyton Page, who we both mentioned, in the rising junior class, and then a young man at Grimsley who's a very good friend of both of them, Travis Shaw, who's a rising sophomore at Grimsley, who might be the best of the three, at least maybe has the most upside, was was a dominating player in a, in a 4A conference as a freshman last year, and is also a pretty good basketball player so you see the footwork with him those are all guys that Mac Brown and his staff are all over right now they've really made some inroads I think I wouldn't even say inroads that's probably not the right word but they're back 
at the forefront of the thinking of football recruits in Greensboro and in the Triad. There were some really good players at West Forsyth, East Forsyth, mm-hmm. and Forsyth County. That the Winston-Salem, Greensboro area, we kind of think of as as one metro area in the Triad. There's a lot of talent here, and North Carolina hadn't been getting much of it the last few years. I definitely see that changing. Just talking to the kids, as you said. Well, that's great to hear, and uh, yeah, no, those are two of the guys in the future classes that we are keeping an eye on. Actually, the Heel Tough blog will be going up to scout both of those guys that we just talked about, both Peyton Page and Travis Shaw at some point this season, so I am excited to get up there. And uh, Joe, hey, uh, great stuff, man. Uh, This is phenomenal. You guys do a fantastic job covering that triad area up there with the Greensboro record, so why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you so they can keep tabs on Miles Murphy, Peyton Page, Travis Shaw, and all of the guys in the triad area. Our website for uh, newspaper content and video is hsxtra, hsextra.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeSerreraNR. All right, Joe Serrera of the Greensboro News and Record. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll talk to you down the line. We got some guys in that Greensboro area that uh, we're going to be recruiting very hard. So if we do land any of those other guys, or maybe if we just want to talk a little bit more about Miles Murphy, uh, we'll try to get you on and uh, we'll see what we can get. Um, I, I know that Carolina fans are really excited about this four-star strong side defensive end that's coming to Chapel Hill. So uh, thanks once again. And uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Look forward to talking to you. Thank you. All right. That is Joe Serrera of the Greensboro News and Observer. Great stuff there from him. Really appreciate him stopping by and chatting with us. As you guys know, the Tar Heels 2020 class now at 21 commits strong. So this is right now one of the best classes that Carolina has put together. Miles Murphy is the most recent commit, and we just talked about him. He's a fantastic young man. Look forward to scouting him later on this season when we head up for the game against Parkland that Dudley Dudley will play. That one will be on October 25th, and that scouting schedule is getting ready to come out. This podcast will be released today, same day that we did record this, and then we will circle back around later this evening is the plan to put out that scouting list. You guys can take a look at our schedule for the 2020 uh, or 2019 season. Always get that mixed up. 2019 season where we will mostly be scouting the 2020 class. There are a ton of commits. This is the first time that we have done this in a long time or ever, ever in a long time, ever where we've got this many guys on the schedule. In past years, as you guys have known, the well, we'll just say the staff didn't do the greatest job recruiting the state of North Carolina. So unfortunately, we weren't able to go out and see a bunch of guys. Most of the time, a lot of the guys that we did scout as well, they ended up committing elsewhere. This year, it is so much different. We have so many great guys that we're going to be scouting for you. Almost all of them are locked into place. There is one that is not set in stone just yet, but... If that is not set in stone, we will flip that schedule, find another game that week, and hop on that one for you. But if we are able to go out of town for that one, it's a little bit of a drive. It is still in the state of North Carolina, but it is a little bit of a drive. If we are able to get out there, that one will be a really exciting one for you guys as well. But as we mentioned, just a little preview into it. 
October 25th, we will be scouting the man that we just talked about here, Miles Murphy at Dudley High School when they get ready to face off against one of the teams that made a deeper run last year than many expected in that triad area. Same conference as Dudley as well uh, at the 3A level Parkland High School in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So that should be an exciting one. Uh, also, there's some great exciting stuff that is going on for the Heel Tough blog throughout the season and it'll start on, uh, on August 31st. That's right. August 31st, we will be hosting the Heel Tough Blog live pregame show from Moo and Brew Restaurant right here in Charlotte. It's going to be at 1300 Central Avenue. You guys, come on by. They have their version of the Blue Cup. That's the area where Toriel fans will lock down to watch all sorts of great Tar Heel sporting events, including Duke Carolina during basketball season. That is your Tar Heel hub, Moo and Brew Restaurant, 1300 Central Avenue in Charlotte, and they are going to let us host the live Heel Tough blog pregame show where we will talk about everything from the game against South Carolina. We'll break everything down for you in what we hope will be a Tar Heel victory to start out the Mac Brown tenure at Carolina, the second Mac Brown tenure at Carolina here in 2019. We'll also look at the entirety of the 2019 season and talk about everything Tar Heel football, how this team can recover from just five wins in the last two seasons, what Mac Brown can do to create a successful first season at Carolina and much, much more. Also stopping by, as of right now, Ryan Houston, the former Tar Heel running back from the Butch Davis era, will be stopping by to talk to us. We are going to try to talk to some other former Tar Heels and see if we can't get them on as well. So it should be an exciting event, and we hope to see you guys out there. That event will kick off at 11 11 a.m., 11 o'clock a.m., on August 31st and will last until about 1 o'clock and then we will encourage you of course to go over and listen to the Tar Heel Sports Network's coverage of the game as we head towards kickoff. So once again want to thank Joe Serrera for stopping by. We will have an update on everything Tar Heel recruiting as we welcome back our guy Zach Hubbard. He is going to be our recruiting expert. He's going to come on with us. We're going to talk everything Tar Heel recruiting. That podcast will come out later this week so we can update you on everything that has been happening. And with him coming back on board, that means that we will be able to do the podcast a little more frequently during this time of year where everything is pretty much focused on recruiting. It doesn't mean that Josh is going anywhere. Josh Marlowe is going to be staying with us. He's going to help us with most of the game recaps week by week when we get in season. He'll also help us with some of the preview stuff as we get towards the season. And then keep an eye out for something that should be great during the season from him. He's going to do our trench reports where we talk about the offensive line and the defensive line for the Tar Heels and how they perform in each game. That should be an exciting feature for you guys on the Heel Tough blog. You guys can find that on the Heel Tough blog website, heeltoughblog.com. We got all the updates from recruiting. We've also got the offseason series that we are still doing. The defensive backs are up. So that means that we are through the offense and defense, ranking the five tiers of each position group. We have special teams, and then we'll finish out with head coaches. That's how we'll close out the offseason series. And that will be coming to a close here very soon because you know what's around the corner. The One of the 
favorite features that I do for you guys each year. It's the Heel Tough blog, position by position breakdowns. We will go through the position groups and preview each of them in depth where we tell you a little bit about each guy, try to give you the most information that we can so you know about everybody that is on the 2019 Tar Heels roster. We are excited to head out also to meet the Heels on August 3rd. That was announced by the football program the other day. We're hoping to go out there, get you some great content. We'll see what we're able to do. We don't want to cross any boundaries, but we're going to hope to do maybe a couple interviews with some of the guys out there, get you some great content to put up on HeelToughBlog.com and also the Heel Tough Blog Facebook page. That's the best place to connect with us. Just search Heel Tough Blog in the search bar on Facebook or go to www.facebook.com slash Heel Tough Blog. Make sure you like and follow the page so you can keep up with everything that's going on and on that Facebook page, you can also tell us whether or not you're interested or coming to the event that we told you about just a few minutes ago on August 31st. So, once again, want to thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Make sure you go to Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com, the TuneIn app, Spotify, uh, radio.com. There's just so many different places that you guys can listen to this podcast. The best place to listen to it right on the Heel Tough Blog website. You can just go there, www.heeltoughblog slash podcast if you want to be able to find the Heel Tough Blog podcast. Or you can just go to our homepage, www.heeltoughblog.com and hit the podcast tab. It will bring you right there and this will be the first episode that it will pull up. So once again, thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heel.